Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy transfer deadline day, my friends. Yeah. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, remember to catch me on Drive today alongside the sneaker freak Darren Bent for a transfer deadline day special. Just another show, really. Now, we start with yesterday's UEFA Champions League group stage draw, which me, Benty, and our European football expert, Kevin Hatchard, reacted to on my drive time show, known as Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show. If you're a travelling fan, you're really going to enjoy yourself in Group F because there are some iconic arenas in that one, aren't there? Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, AC Milan and Newcastle United. I think it's tremendous. I think they should embrace it. I think they they can get through. I know I said it's Group of Death. It is. But you look at those four sides, Paris would be the favourites. But I wouldn't say there's much between the other three. I could see any combination going through. I think Paris will go through. But the other three are all scrapping for one place and all can genuinely get it. How important is it going to be for Newcastle? They're home, at home, because you know it's like Champions League night, St James's Park, tough place to go. Well, that's one of their greatest weapons, is that home crowd. If they can get the atmosphere right, we've seen it time and time again with Liverpool, for example. If you can make that work for you, that gives them the best chance. Let's discuss the two Manchester sides now with former England defender and talk sports Manchester football correspondent Mickey Gray who joins us. Group G, it's Manchester City, the champions, Leipzig, Sverna Svesda and Young Boys. I think we all agree probably whatever group Man City were going to go in, they were going to be favourites and we'll probably see them in the latter stages because of uh, their achievements last season. But um, I think Pep Guardiola will be thrilled to pieces. What, what managers try and do in the group stages now is try and get as many points on the board that does get them into the group stages which gives them the opportunity to rest players later on in the competition or later on in the group stages and that's certainly what Pep will be trying to do in these in these games and there's no doubt about it look they had a tough game didn't they against Leipzig in the group stages away last season that was quite a hard game for them but I think other than that they breeze through the rest of the games, but um, I think they'd be thrilled to pieces, Man City, with uh, with that group that they're in. Group A will have Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. Well, I think they'll be quite happy with it, Ben. See, I think they could have been in more difficult groups. I mean, as you just mentioned, the Newcastle group there as well. I mean, it looks like the group of death. You always look for one, don't you? But um, I certainly look at that Man United um, group, Copenhagen, certainly a winnable game, home and away. I mean, uh, Galatasaray, we all know it's going to be a little bit intense when they play them away from home. 
but no one to fear at Old Trafford when you look at that home record. So let's focus on Arsenal now on their Champions League group with former Arsenal midfielder and talk sport reporter Adrian Clark. In B, it's Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV Eindhoven and Lens. You spend all this time waiting for the glamour of the Champions League and then you end up kind of drawing teams that you'd expect to find in the Europa League. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's a part of me that envies Newcastle United in a way, having having those colossal fixtures. But, but yeah, look, Arsenal have got to be happy with it. And they'll probably be favourites to, to top that group. And there's certainly no excuses not to qualify in the top two. So no, I think they'll be pleased. Um, but there's no, there's no gimmies there. I think they'll all be awkward ties. Here's former Newcastle boss Alan Pardew, followed by former Newcastle player Darren Ambrose, who both gave their reaction to the Geordies being in the group of death. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd be very, very pleased. Can you imagine um, Mappe running out of St James's Park? I mean, those tickets will be sold out tonight. Mm. Um, fantastic draw for them. They'll be absolutely delighted. Boss, do you think they'll, they'll relish this challenge? Because as you said, they haven't been in the Champions League for a while now. It is a very, it's the toughest group out there that they could have got. There are some serious challenges there. Do you think they'll really relish this? Well, you know, because Newcastle were in that last pot, they was obviously going to have a tough group. Um, but probably they've been slightly unlucky in terms of the, you know, the strength of all three of them, AC Milan, Dortmund and, and Paris. Um, obviously, the away games are going to be very, very difficult. But... The team that Eddie has, the, the form they're in, the, the atmosphere they're going to create. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult for them times teams to get results at uh, St. James's Park for sure. Um, we got to the uh, quarterfinal against Benfica uh, in the Europa League and the atmosphere was, you know, unbelievable. I can't, can't even imagine what it's going to be like for a Champions League game. It'd be so exciting for them guys. I think they'll be loving this draw. Because mm. I think if you're if you're looking at winning the Champions League, you probably wouldn't put Newcastle as one of the favourites. So you have to get past clubs, teams like this anyway. Look, if they go out and get walloped every week, Lars, they're not going to enjoy getting walloped. But there's a there's a real opportunity. You look at that that draw. People will probably put Newcastle the least favourites to get out of that group. I think they'll be relishing this. Now, Gareth Southgate named his first England squad of the season yesterday and spoke to TalkSport's England correspondent Faker Others about why he's persisting with Jordan Henderson despite his move to Saudi. Kane in for Bellingham. What a chance! England score! Jordan Henderson out of nothing! I find the area really complicated because we have a lot of trade with Saudi Arabia. We buy oil from Saudi Arabia. There's Saudi Arabian investment across a lot of British industries and I don't see any protests against any of that. So it, it does feel to me as if the involvement with Newcastle, the, the decision for Jordan to go there, get a different level of scrutiny to everything else. So it, you know, it's complicated for me to answer in a way that People don't just jump on and <laughs> slide down your throat, really. Um, in the end, only Jordan can talk about that decision. Um, I'm trying to look at it in a balanced way. My job is to pick the best possible team. And in the end, um, the big consideration for me is going to be the level of the league, the intensity of the league, and how that might 
positively or negatively affect his ability to play for us. Defensively, obviously, your hand was played a little bit, but it gives you an opportunity to bring back the likes of Fakayo Tomori, give Levi Colwell mm-hmm. an opportunity as well, which when you think, I mean, I read it this morning and it baffles my head every t- single time, four camps until the, you have to name your, mm. your Euro squad. Um, what about those two players in particular have impressed you to, to bring them in? Yeah, well, it's not that they haven't impressed us before, but we've seen others as just slightly ahead of them at that time. Um, and now we're going to be without Tyrone for the full season, so a player who's done well for us in some big games. Uh, Eric Dyer's clearly in a transitional period with his club and is probably better suited in a back three than a uh, back four. Connor Cody is now uh, you know, going to be playing in the championship. Um, so regardless of the fact we've got John Stones out, we're going to be looking at a different crop of centre-backs and um, this is a great opportunity for Lewis Dunk and for the, the, the younger ones to come in and uh, really stake a claim for a more regular place. Looking at Raheem Sterling, you said you spoke to him and he wasn't very happy. You know, no player is happy if they're not mm. not included. But I was at the Luton game, unfortunately, and it is the best I've seen him for 18 months. He he absolutely dazzled. So is he part of your plans going forward? Yeah, without, without a doubt. Um, the hard part with this squad, as we've talked about in a number of positions, is you've got a group of players that have won four matches, four really good performances to bring somebody else back in you've got to leave people out or you're you're just adding more numbers and then you've got players not getting changed on the match there and those sorts of problems so um, you know I decided to stick with the the group that have done well for us we've got you know fantastic competition for places in those attacking areas there's no question about that Uh, it's it's the area we're probably at our richest in terms of um, the, the possibilities and those players have to keep delivering. You know, that's that's the challenge for them. So it's not so much the challenge for Raheem because I think he will have an excellent season. He's in good physical condition. It, you can see he's highly motivated. So, uh, you know, Chelsea are going to go well this year. There's no doubt about that. And, and I'm sure he's going to score a lot of goals. Southgate squad was a big topic of discussion on the TalkSport Network yesterday. Here is some of the best of the chat, including former England internationals Darren Bent and Gabby Agbonlahor, as well as some TalkSport callers. Into Nketiah, great turn! Oh, what a finish! Eddie Nketiah stepping onto the mark for Arsenal! I'm glad that he's in there, because I think he's played well this season for Arsenal. Um, scored, obviously, two goals this season in his first three appearances. Looked really sharp. The one I feel sorry for is Ollie Watkins. I think that's probably the one I'd go... It's it's hard because you've got Ollie Watkins who's got six goals in his last ten appearances. That's including the back end of last season as well. So you hat trick this season against Hibernian. Has played really well, even against in the results this season. Even though he hasn't maybe got the goals to match his performances, other than the Hibernian game, I think he's played really well. And back in the last season, he was very good. You've got Callum Wilson who's got one goal this season, coming off the bench. So he hasn't really. But again, he he's got seven goals in his last ten, including the back end of last season where he mm-hmm. was on fire. So I, I feel for for Ollie Watkins, but for Eddie and Kettier. It doesn't surprise me that Gareth would call him up because we've already heard Gareth before talk about he likes kids that have come through the system. So they understand what it means to be on international duty. So he's Ed Nketiah is the record goal scorer for the under-21s. So the natural progression is for him to move to the, the senior team. So I almost feel that with Gareth, if, if there's a decision to be made between two players that are incredibly close, 
if if one has come through England's kind of system and he's, he's worked with them before and he knows the system, they're going to get the, the call up more than a guy who, who hasn't. Mm. So maybe that's why he got the nod over, of, over Ollie Watkins. It's a header and in. Oh, and England have scored right at the beginning of both halves. Harry Maguire this time attacking it. Maguire and Phillips. I've played more football than them. I'm 61. I've played more football than them this season. What's, what, I don't know what's going on. Oh, well, I do know what's going on. He's absolutely bottled it. Chelsea. I was trying to figure out my um, England side and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Harry Maguire might not start because of game time. And I'm looking at it as um, Colwell and Gay, my two centre-halves. Stone's injured, Ming's injured, Dunk um, could come in as well. Um, you still got Tamori, but that's what that's why Maguire will definitely be in this squad. Mm. And rightly so. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts Maguire with Gahey or Colwell because you need that experience. Henderson as well. Why not? Bring him in. He's not going to start. Yeah. He's not starting that He's midfield. He's one of the dressing room leaders, isn't You've he? You've got Rice, Bellingham and Madison will be my three centre midfielders. Now tonight, little old Luton Town play their first top flight home game since 1992 as they take on West Ham. It's live on TalkSport. Our house in the middle of our streets. Our house in the middle of our street. Cross to the far post, all the wind holds it up, and Morris fires it in, and relief all around Kenilworth Road. The atmosphere there will be like there's 40, 50,000 in there, and the way that Luton play as well, you've been very direct, they're not going to change. the first time in, in, in a long time that there's been supporters on four sides of the ground for a start. And Luton are in front, and Clark came in, arriving at just the right time, and put Luton fans in dreamland. We've had good teams come to the Kenny before and we haven't crumbled, we've, we've shown what we're about and all the Luton fans here, they, they deserve, deserve to see Premier League teams there week in, week out. We are the Hatchers of Kenilworth Road. From non-league to Premier League in nine years is something else. What a story. If the shoe was on the other foot, I probably wouldn't want to come to Kenilworth Road in the middle of January, mind you. It's only Etihad or Anfield or London Stadium, is it? No, it's not, but it's it's got more history than than a lot of a lot of places. Not all, but a lot of places. Here is what the Gaffers had to say ahead of the game, starting with Luton's Rob Edwards, followed by Hammers boss David Moy. Very special. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, there's obviously been a lot of talk and a lot of noise about Kenilworth Road, and, and and I hope people see you know the real positives of it tomorrow, and you know see it making a lot of noise, and um, and hopefully it can it can bring us you know some points this season as well. But we are we're really looking forward to it. Our supporters, and I've said this a lot, have been through some dark times over very recent history. For them, so for them to be coming to the Kenny to see Premier League football. It's really special for them. I think it's a, a, a little bit unfair. Let's be fair. You would hope that most clubs would all have their, their work done before deadline day. That's the way it should be. But obviously, Sky sort of rely a lot on deadline day, so yeah, you've lived by it. But the truth is, uh, no, most clubs should have their work done probably before then. But I think it's unfair that we are on deadline day. I think there's only ever been three games on deadline day, and, we, and we're one of them. Now pop sensation and superstar and my good mate all friends Robbie Williams joined my drive time show yesterday and explained why a video of him singing about a certain Premier League manager went viral recently 
always wanted one of my songs to be sung on the terraces. And that, that was kind of like half of a song that was sang for a little bit about Chicharito at uh, Man United. And it was to my song Candy. And I was really pleased about that, but it didn't catch on. And now, with the uh, arrival of Big Ange, there is a wave of good feeling towards Spurs and the club especially from their own supporters, of course. So I am opportunist and I wanted to ride the wave of that good feeling, second-hand good feeling, I'll take it. Did, did you ever... I thought it would be like sacrilege singing other lyrics to angels. Have you done that before? Is that the first time? Nah, yeah, no, it's not sacrilege. It's all good, you know, and it's... Uh, yeah, no, as I say, you know... I, I'm a big fan of Australia too, and Australians. So, those things combined, a fondness for Spurs and a love of Australians and Big Ange. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Finally, time for some boxing. And Liam Smith has been chatting to TalkSport's Spencer Oliver ahead of his big rematch with Chris Eubank Jr. live on TalkSport tomorrow night. I mean, he's saying that, you know, it wasn't conclusive, the finish wasn't conclusive, you know, it was a punch sent from the boxing gods, etc. Do you think that's all about mind games? Because it was a conclusive finish, the first one, and it makes it, you know, you wonder why there's such an appetite this second time round because of the way the man of the first one is, but there is an appetite for it, and people still do give, you know, Chris a shot. I mean, it's quite unusual when a fight's gone that way the first time round. Yeah, obviously, I think, like, like I say, that's what... Not gets to me but you know a shot from the gods he makes it sound like it was a, a one shot wonder with me with me head looking at the floor um, and that's why I try and ask him what shot was the medical shot you know what I mean so look 
if people are interested in the rematch, great, it's better for me. I'll do the same again to him in the rematch. Listen, there is a, a massive interest in it. You know, people are talking about it. We've been in and around the town. We was there at the open workouts yesterday. The turnout was, was, was phenomenal. It's a sold-out arena, AO Arena, on Saturday night. That is live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 from 7 o'clock, by the way. Switch over to TalkSport at 9 o'clock. All the action live. Um, yeah, but listen, I want to talk to you about... Chris and his punch resistance. Like, you know, a fight, a fight gets to a certain stage in his career. Now, we know the troubles he had with the Conor Ben fight, making the weight, etc., dropping down that weight. That can have an effect on a fighter. Yeah. And what we saw when he went in against you, Liam, and I'm, I'm not saying that this was not just because of your punch position or whatever, but what we saw there was every time you was hitting him, it seemed to rattle him down to his boots. Do you think that trying to make that weight, etc., etc., or father time could have played a part in that? We'll see, we'll soon see, because if it happens, you know, it'll happen again. But I don't know, there's two ways I look at it. One, he kidded the public, he didn't do 157 for the Conor Ben thing, so, you know. Um, but I'm also yeah. thinking, like, if I catch him again, I'll, I'll do the same again to him. So I'm, I'm confident that 160, I'll do the same again to him. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget, of course, to join Jim White and Alex Cook from 10pm tonight for a special show as they bring you all the breaking news as the transfer window comes to a close. As always, there will be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts at first in the morning, so do what you've got to do. Forget it until then. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe! That was a podcast from TalkSport.